0: Lock Talk Radio. And now, Geico's savings stories. Russell Burton closed his laptop, having just switched his car insurance to Geico. He didn't think much of it until. Savings were everywhere my pockets, uh, wallet, bank accounts. It was like the savings were following me. Following, indeed. All because of an innocent 15 minutes on Geico.com. I feel like I'm never alone. Geico, spend 15 minutes and 15% or more in savings. Could be following you. I got to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life. K-R-R-P Radio! K I R P Radio! Good evening, you're listening to the K.R.P. Radio Show. That stands for Keeping It Real with Pudgy Miller. I am your guest host, Rocco P. Normally I do the show the last Friday of the month. Uh, That did not happen last month. So in lieu of that show, uh, I am here tonight, may do another one this month, since uh, you may have noticed if uh, you look at any type of news, uh, things have been extremely interesting, to say the least. Uh, I call this, sh- this show, uh, what to, uh, really, what to expect when Trump prevails. Uh, what should we expect when, or Biden versus Trump, it's not over. the byline i said uh the media has declared a man with dementia as the president-elect trump has refused to concede is trump just being trump or is there a series of events that could result in trump winning what is the transition integrity project and what did they predict how or what did they plan or game plan or rehearse how does the electoral college work and what can we expect if trump does prevail which i fully expect Trump to prevail. I fully do. And I say that if you listen to this show, you know most listeners do, would tend to be uh conservative or lean right. And if you listen to me at all, you know uh, I do not have a dog in the fight, so to speak. I voted third party for the president, I voted third party for a US Senator, I voted third party for governor of the state of North Carolina. Ideologically, as far as the rhetoric, of course, I would, I would endorse uh, the so-called right, but they never do deliver. Uh, the two-party system is, is a fraud. The rhetoric is different. The, uh, the results are the same. I hate to break that news to you. If you would listen to me for any time, uh, you know that's the case. I unfortunately lost, uh, but not that I had a lot of listeners, but I lost a number when I did a show called uh, the, Prevaric- the Prevaricator-in-Chief the prevaricator-in-chief about how Trump has just massively lied uh, about so much. I said before, and I would say it again, Trump is extremely dangerous because he is a fake populist. He's a fake populist. In other words, he has ran as an outsider, and he was in the sense that he never had political office. But billionaires are not outsiders, if you didn't get the memo. Billionaires are not outsiders. You do not amass that amount of wealth, particularly... In New York City, particularly, and of course especially in real estate, you don't do that unless you are very well connected. Donald J. Or Donald John Trump is the new world order. He's their masterpiece. Many many people have talked about the deep state. Uh, Donald Trump's presidency it became a very common catchphrase. It was in the uh, the mainstream media, or the corporate media, or the CIA-controlled media. And the real deep state uh, controls both parties. The real deep state does control both parties. By deep state, I mean the power elite. I'm not just talking about a bureaucracy. Yes, government, especially at the federal level, does have bureaucrats to have power people that aren't elected. But the people who run those agencies could always be fired. Uh, I would uh, even say certain agencies could be uh, could basically be uh, extinguished. They could go away. They, they, could, they could be eliminated. Uh, Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon created the Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA, with the stroke of a pen. Completely immoral. Again, if you look at the original intent of the Constitution, executive orders only give pre- only give power to the president to use the powers that he already has in the Constitution. The Constitution has gives the president no authority to create <laughs> a federal agency that would spend more money and have a mandate to do things completely outside the parameters of the Constitution. The Constitution says nothing about protecting the environment, not that the EPA protects the environment, just like not, just like the Patriot Act has nothing to do with being Patriot. The Patriot Act has nothing to do with being a Patriot. The Patriot Act has nothing to do with fomenting patriotism. Okay. The Patriot Act should be called the destruction of patriotism in America or the destruction of true, true patriots in America, just like the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare, has nothing to do with protecting patients or making Health care more affordable if it was called correctly if it was named correctly it would be the patient destruction and unaffordable care act because Whether you're left right center in between or apolitical. It's a very simple thing You should understand if you force someone to buy health insurance that If, if you find someone who refuses to buy health insurance Then paying more money to the federal government does not make you more healthy It just just impoverishes you Okay, that's that's tyranny. That's tyranny. And the Republicans, yeah, you know, I, I said before, I'd say again, I don't have a dog in this fight between Trump and the man with dementia. I really don't. Okay? Of course, once again, the rhetoric of Trump I would identify more. But he's a proven prevaricator and liar. He's delivered on nothing. He has delivered on nothing. He's delivered on nothing. If you don't think that's the case, just go into the archives there at Blog Talk Radio K R P and look up the show. Just look up the show about the wall I did. Look up the show that I did about Trump and building a wall. That was a complete illusion. And the reason I said it was a complete illusion is this. Illegal immigration is a real problem. It's a very serious problem. Uh, There's probably well over 20 million illegal islands in the United States. We don't know. The math is very difficult depending upon what criteria you use. But they've been telling us for 20 years, it's 13 million. No, no it's well over 20. Could be as high. Easily could be high, as high as 40 million. And what that does, that debases wages because the labor market is like any other market, supply and demand. The more workers you have to do any job, whether it's carpentry, or you know, working in a restaurant, or uh, yeah, taking orders over the phone, the more people you have, that drives down the wages. But what's even far more uh, destructive about illegal immigration is because the federal government and the state governments are involved in things like education. Education. This idea of Marxist education, free public education. You have illegal aliens, millions, using free public education, which isn't free, which drives up taxes. Alabama had a great solution to this years ago, and they passed the state law. They passed a simple law that just said. In order to use a government school, which are euphemistically called public schools, they don't serve the public, they serve the government. The government doesn't represent the people, you probably know that. In order to attend a public school, really, a government school in Alabama, you had to show proof of citizenship. And when after that happened, the illegal aliens peacefully self-deported. They just left Alabama. Okay, You don't need police tactics. We don't need more police state. We don't need anyone kicking anyone's door in. You just need simple laws like that. However, at the national level, it could be solved very, very quickly. Okay, and Why? I said Trump's a fraud with the border. Very easy to understand. as a lay a foundation to show that Trump is the, still the prevaricator in chief. He ran as part. One of his big campaign points is that he was going to build the wall with Mexico, and Mexico was going to pay for it. Well, the wall was never built even when the Republicans controlled the House and the Senate. And the wall that will never be built won't have to be paid by Mexico because they don't have to pay for something that doesn't exist. The easy way, the easy way, the super easy way that anyone in the federal government could use to stop illegal immigration, dead cold, is very simple. We know the vast majority of illegal aliens come in through Mexican consulates. Okay, They get what's called the matricula consulate card. Matricula consulate card. That card means nothing in Mexico. But in the States, magically... You could open up a bank account with a matricular consular card. The matricular consular, consular card in Mexico is not a lot valid legal form of identification, period. But in the States it is. So what can you do what can you do in the States? You no know, police state action. Very easy. costs nothing. You pass a law basically saying the matricular consular card on this side of the border with Mexico means the same thing it does over there, it means nothing. Number one. Number two, you close, you permanently close Mexican border, Mexican consulates in the states. There's over over 50 of them last time I checked you close those Mexican consulates that only exist to facilitate foster and uh, Enable illegal immigration you close those borders and finally you want to completely end it Okay, you pass the law that says okay. You're in the United States and you want to use uh, You want to use a service a wire transfer service like Western Union to transfer money outside the States that's fine I would not pass the law making that illegal I would pass a law stating if you do that and you can't prove you're in the States legally meaning you don't have a green card you're not you're not legally authorized to be here then you just put a surcharge on that transfer of maybe 80 or 90 percent if that happened overnight the millions and millions of people who come to the United States illegally from Mexico and other countries would peacefully self-deport because it would not be cost-effective for them to stay here. There might be some that would stay that didn't want to go back. They would have no connection. But and we know for a fact there is uh, billions of dollars to get wires transferred from the states. It's, 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 not, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's openly done. They easily could stop that if they wanted, but they don't. But they don't. So when we look at this whole thing with Trump versus Biden, understand the system is rigged. Okay, this is basically at this is at the national level. This is Coke versus Pepsi. This is Coke versus Pepsi. In other words, some people may may prefer Coke. I do. Others may prefer Pepsi. Neither of them is really good for you. They're both really not good for you. In the in the final analysis, the new world order or the power elite, they need Trump to win. They absolutely need. Trump to win and uh, I will uh, I will get into that. Why 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 do I think they need Donald J Trump to win a second term and before I forget by chance if we do have anyone listening that would like to get on I will get you on the air. That phone number is 619-638-8559 619-638-8559 uh, why does the power elite? Why is the new world order? Why do they need Trump to win? Okay, it's very simple. It's very simple. Two two primary reasons are needed for Trump to prevail. Number one, they want order out of chaos. They want order out of chaos. I've said it before in the show. I'll say it again. Okay, Karl Marx was a young Hegelian. What does that have to do with Trump versus Biden? It's got everything to do with it. Uh, Hegel was a philosopher, and he believed in what we call problem-reaction-solution. The idea of a philosophy was this. He believed you'd have one idea called the thesis, and that idea would interact uh, or really fight. There'd be conflict between that one idea, the thesis, with an opposing idea, an antithesis. And through the re- through that conflict of, of one idea, the thesis, conflicting with – the antithesis, there'd be a new idea called the synth- synthesis. And then after the, synth- the synthesis occurred, that new idea, the process would start. That synthesis would result in a new thesis. Then with an opposing idea, uh, an antithesis, there'd be a conflict between the new thesis and the new antithesis resulting in a new synthesis, and so on. Okay, How does this work out? Hegel, again, Believe this philosophically. Marx applied that. Karl Marx. Uh, won't go into background on Marx or anything. Uh, Karl Marx applied that to the, of the relatively new uh, industrial class, uh, working industrial class people working factories. Okay, called them the proletariat. Factories weren't that old. You know, there was some abuse. And so Marx came up with this idea of class conflict, class conflicts and wars. He had the owners. Versus the workers, you know, the proletariat versus the bourgeoisie, if you like those words. So he'd say there's going to be a conflict between those classes, and out of that conflict, and remember a thesis, antithesis, synthesis. Out of that conflict between the classes, then ultimately would ultimately would result in classless society. Now, historically, what's happened with Marxism is that, and he'd say, he, he said incidentally, you could have an initial communist dictatorship until you would somehow then result in that classless classless society in a worker's paradise. What's happened historically in Cuba and elsewhere in the former Soviet Union is you never get to the classless society. You never get to the worker's paradise. You just have a communist dictatorship that kills millions of people. Just look at how many people Castro killed, how many people Che Guevara killed, tons more in the former Soviet Union, particularly under Stalin, where it ranges anywhere from 3 to ooh, at least 7 million people were killed by the Soviet Union under Stalin in Ukraine alone. And in, in Ukraine alone, they create an artificial famine that could be coming to our place, could be coming to our country in the not too distant future. Stalin created an artificial famine, 3 to 7 million people easily died in Ukraine. So you never get to that workers' paradise. But in any case, the point of the illustration you see is that the, the new world order wants problem reaction solution they want order out of chaos there is little chaos if the man with dementia Joe Biden wins there's very little chaos. And when I say the man with dementia okay, I'm not trying to be cruel I'm stating that as objective fact anyone okay anyone that has listened to Joe Biden and you know what he has said publicly Knows that is the case. It's it's just it's undeniable. It's just undeniable that that's the case. All right. Now I'm I'm going to play some videos again. I'm not I'm not ridiculing Biden. I'm just saying objectively, the man dementia. I'm prepared to say that I have a record of over 40 years and that i'm going to be joe biden look at my record the fact is that some areas that i think for example i think health care is a right not a privilege i do not support medicare for all to say you're going to govern as a progressive and enact programs in the mold of sanders and warren and if so what does that say to, to either moderate democrats or independents or even some republicans dissatisfied with president trump I'm prepared to say that I have a record of over 40 years and that I'm going to beat Joe Biden. Look at my record. The fact is that some areas that I think, for example, I think health care is a right not approved. Okay, you get that. He's in, he's in a sterile environment. You know, he's from his home or somewhere in a basement. He's talking to a guy on CNBC. No one is heckling him. No one no one's interrupting him. And he takes, he says emphatically, "Look at my record. I, I'll beat Joe Biden. Okay, I'm going to beat Joe Biden." He says emphatically, "I'm." He says slow, "I'm going to beat Joe Biden. Look at my record. That's not when you say you're going to beat yourself. That's not though. And he didn't. He didn't even catch it. He, he, he didn't even catch the man has dementia. The man has dementia. So you know why? Why do I harp on this? Why? Why am I stressing it? If, if, if the new world order, if the people behind, if the men behind the curtain wanted Biden to win, if they really did, if they wanted Biden to win, I mean, if they wanted a Democrat to win, there, I don't have dementia. They wanted a Democrat to win. They wouldn't run Joe Biden. No way. It's they, just. There's, there's no way The other thing when you look at, when you look at the power structure, the way things work, normally what's happened what's happened in the last couple of years, normally, you normally have an, uh, you have a relatively inexperienced president, and then you have the hand of the person actually running the scene, running things behind the scenes is the person who's the operative, who has paid their dues, who's in deeper with the New World Order. Uh, you see that with George W. Bush. George W. Bush—he was the figurehead, and Dick Cheney was essentially running the show. You see that with Barack Hussein Obama years ago, uh, before uh, before uh, Joe Biden uh, had uh, had dementia. Biden was the trusted operative in the world order, and you can see—I mean, years ago, obviously when he was quick on his feet. You know, He's, he has dementia. It's, it's obvious. You see that dynamic. You see that dynamic now with Trump. Okay, the New World Order lets, play, lets Trump play with Twitter, because that creates the illusion he's in charge. What we will find out years from now is you'd see probably every major decision is filtered through Mike Pence. Every major decision is most likely being filtered through Pence. Pence was in deep with the New World Order when he was a congressman. He paid his dues, and he became a governor. Uh, He is in deep. He's in deep with them. So the idea that the new world order would want, they'd they'd not only run a man with dementia, but then they would trust Kamala Harris to run things. Makes absolutely no sense. She hasn't. She was the weakest candidate on the Democratic side. She dropped out first. I mean, yeah, all her records are horrible. I mean, her, particularly with black people. though, yeah, she masquerades as being black. <laughs> she's not certainly not African American. But you look at her, how many black people of color she incarcerated in California. In any case, uh, I'm just saying when you look at her record, the, the amount of time she's been on, she is not. She's not the person they want running things. She's not a long time operative who's been around that long, who they deeply trust. They don't makes no nothing makes sense. Absolutely nothing makes sense that they would want Biden to actually win. Not nothing really makes sense about that. So nothing. Absolutely nothing makes sense about that. So why else do they need Trump to win? Okay, I mentioned chaos. They get far more chaos with Trump winning. Why? Right now, the the media, and this is part you know controlled by the C.A. operation, Mockingbird. COINTELPRO, you could go back to the Church Commission, where then the CIA director at the time stated in a hearing before Congress, the CIA did in fact have people working for newspapers, and the illusion was being created that they are only to influence foreign opinion. And then Senator Church at the time, who was a Democrat, incidentally said, do you have people on TV, do you have newscasters working for the CIA? And the response the CIA director was, I'd rather answer that in an executive session, which means yes. That's which means yes. In any case, the media now is is in overdrive uh, trying to create the illusion that Trump will be the next president. I mean Trump. Uh, I'm sorry. Trump won't beat himself. That Biden, that Trump will not be the next president. That Biden has already won. Uh, though I didn't say Biden would beat himself or Trump would beat himself. I don't have to mention and I'm not being interviewed by CNBC. In any case, they're going to extremes on this. Why do I say extremes? You go to YouTube again, part of the corporate media complex, corporate media CIA complex, on Google or Alphabet owns YouTube. They bought it out years ago. You go to YouTube, and any video that talks about the electoral college or anything that remotely discusses that – Biden has not secured the victory. We'll have like a warning label on like a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, you know, the Surgeon General has said, you know, it's dangerous to your health, whatever. And we'll have a warning label underneath the video saying something like I should have pulled up the actual I should pull should have pulled it up actually on YouTube. And it basically says let me let me try and pull it up. It's it's I can't to imitate it, it's funnier to see exactly what they said than to try and paraphrase it. So you can see exactly what I mean, what this warning label is on any video that says uh, Trump or Biden has not won. Okay, here it is. It's even it's even in the search results at the top. Okay, U.S. elections as of December eighth. States have certified presidential election results with Joe Biden as the president-elect. States certify results after ensuring ballots are properly counted and correcting irregularities and errors. (laughs) Uh, There's a better one, though. There's a better one. Let's see if we got the warning label here. Trying to see. It was a great one. It talked about robust, robust, robust uh safeguards in our elections. It's hilarious if only I could find it. So you could tie it in and prep for this show like I used to. All right. Amazing. Yeah, they changed it. They used to have one that said it would. Previous one said from earlier in the week. It said the AP has declared Joe Biden the winner, and that there are robust there are robust measures or controls in the U.S. in our electoral system to show that yeah, voter fraud, yeah, to to, to control the integrity of the outcome, which is a complete lie. So now now the warning label is as of December 8th, states have certified presidential election results, which Joe Biden as the president elect state-certified results after ensuring ballots are properly counted and correcting irregularities and errors. All right? There has been fraud in the United States for a long time, in the electoral system. Any, uh, any machine, I don't want to go into detail on this, but the, uh, when I vote to North Carolina, I put my paper balancing machine that says Diebold on it. The company Diebold no, no longer exists. Diebold, some that worked for Diebold in Ohio, said he could rig any election. No one from the outside could tell. Yeah, he just make it look like one person won by a few points above another. They can't if the polls beforehand, yeah, the disparity is greater than, yeah, six, seven points. But you notice they keep most elections very close. And, this is, and of course, they can manipulate polls too. But then it's very easy to manipulate it. Uh, four years ago, Trump could have easily lost. I'm not saying he did. I'm not saying he did. But it's very easy. You look at the fact that Hillary Clinton destroyed Trump in the popular vote. All you need to do is manipulate a few of those so-called battleground states. Just like this time, the you know, at least four states in play, you know, in in play that I think will be contested successfully, uh, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, maybe, maybe Nevada, uh, Pennsylvania, Michigan. Those flip, Trump wins easily. Trump wins easily. Why do they want Trump? Number one, more chaos, more chaos much more gas. Right now, you do not see people that are conservative, that would lean Republican, that would be socially and or politically conservative, uh, those who are de- generally uh, ill-disposed towards the Democrat Party. You don't see, you know, after you know, the mainstream media has proclaimed Biden's as one you don't see people burning cities, you know, burning cars, blowing things up, breaking windows. But if you live in the states, and I assume the vast majority of people that are listening do, you know the group dynamic here. You know the group psychology. People get invested in someone who's running, and even though Biden, even though Biden has dementia, and you know, I, you know tons of people know that, the antipathy towards Trump, and most people vote against someone. Just like most people, a lot of people that voted for Trump or voting against Biden. The people that had voted for Biden, a lot of them, are invested in the fact and have already assumed at the emotional level Trump is gone. So what happens? What happens if, it's, if a certain series of events occur that result in the final analysis that Trump has won? How are those people going to react? They're going to be extremely polite and just say, well, you know, I, I really dislike that, I don't like that, but I I, you know, I can live with it. no. They get people again emotionally involved in candidates who they don't know, opposing people they don't know personally, but disliking their policies they are allegedly different and they're not. The so-called left is going to erupt. There's going to be provocatory violence, just like there was, uh, just like there was uh, months back. It's going to be provocatory violence. Part of it will be racial will be provocateur. There will be federal agents as well as undercover police breaking windows, leaving Palace of bricks where people are assembling, you know, which happened before too. You going to see it again? You will see it again. They want the cities to burn because problem, reaction, solution. Once they have that chaos, then they could call in the troops, whether it's the National Guard, regular military or both depending on a certain part of the country and what do they gain from that well more control same thing like what do you gain of wearing a mask that scientifically can prove does not do anything to prevent uh, virus particles which are smaller than smoke particles all you have to do is just find any video where you see someone you know, vaping through an N95 an, an or any other mask it, it does nothing the virus particles are smaller than small particles. It does nothing. In fact, it hurts you, I hate to tell you, if you're wearing a mask, because you're breathing in your own carbon dioxide, and then you have bacteria, unless you're constantly changing a mask. It does nothing. Whether you're just wearing a cloth, it does nothing. N95 does absolutely nothing. But what's to be gained? Why? why do our overlords, why does the New World Order have this international program? Why is that part of the, PSYOP, the COVID-19 PSYOP? It's all control, because if you can get people to wear a mask that they don't want to, and that's ultimately not only useless, but harmful, then you can get a lot of people, too, to take a vaccine that's uh, extremely harmful. Now, I'm not implying, not everyone that's basically, there's a lot of people that are just wearing a mask to get along. They're not afraid. They, they don't think they don't think this virus is you know, every three feet or every six feet or every, or every four feet. But they're not going to all go along and get the vaccine, but it's part of the conditioning to break the will of the people. When the military then is deployed, okay, it gets people into the mentality of thinking, well, just like with COVID, maybe today I can go out after 8 o'clock. Maybe today I can't. Same thing with the military. Well, maybe today you know, the military will be deployed. Someday maybe it will go away, but it's up to the government to protect me. It needs to be done. And while the military is deployed, the military, you may have known, that Operation War Speed has been involved in the development of the bioweapon, the COVID, the different versions of the COVID vaccine. Perhaps, perhaps then, while the military is deployed, trying, you know, quelling domestic violence, which the government is generating, which the government is fomenting which the government is propagating, which, you know, the federal government and state governments want to occur. After that violence occurs and then they have to use military, the military to basically end that violence, who's to say, well, the military is deployed, that they just won't then expand their mission and have humanitarian free distribution of the bioweapon vaccine? Who's to say? Who's to say? And if you didn't hear yet about the vaccine in the UK, already I saw three people have had their faces partially paralyzed. I'm sure it had nothing to do with the vaccine, even though it happened right after they took it. I'm sure it had nothing to do with that. The New World Order needs Trump to win for that reason. Okay, They also need Trump to win, talking about COVID, because right now, if you followed any of the news in Europe, there's been huge protests, more than one, well over a million people in Germany. There's been, been huge protests in France. There's been some in the UK, not as big, but... The liberty movement is really growing astronomically in Europe. In the U.S., it, we haven't seen those protests. We need to see peaceful protests of millions of people all over the states. That's when we need to end the lockdown madness. And that's when we need to end the the idiocy of ma- mandatory masks. And that's when we need to end, especially, any type of law saying that deprives a man or a woman from earning a living. That's demonic. That needs to stop. But we need we need millions of people out there. We're not seeing it. Why? We're not seeing it because the illusion is created that Trump really is on the side of the people, and you know he's trying to fight it, but his hands are tied. And you get a lot of really mind control on this. You have a lot of asinine explanations like, "Oh yeah, well you know Trump doesn't know who you could trust, and he's praying, he's playing multidimensional chess." Here's a great example about how how corrupt and manipulative Donald J. Trump is. He cut off funding for the WHO, the World Health Organization. And that was a good thing in and of itself. But then what he did, the money then, millions, got transferred to Gabby. What's Gabby? Gabby is a pro-vaccine front group, largely owned, largely controlled by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. <laughs> so there's no integrity Trump. If, if if Trump was real, okay, if Trump was real, apart from me, I think, it's obvious, like the border by not just simply passing a federal law. You know, stating that anyone using a wire transfer service as of the states has to prove that they're in the US legally or they pay you know an eighty or ninety percent surcharge apart from you know, stopping illegal immigration without spending a dime apart from the idiocy of a wall apart from all that apart from all that what uh what could Trump do here? What could Trump do here if he really wanted to fight the COVID tyranny? Very simple. Trump declared a national emergency, and when that happens not that not only empowers the federal government to do horrible things that that triggers a series of events that meet that includes state governments. in other words, many states like Montana have laws written that the governor only gets his extrajudicial dictatorial power to declare an, an emergency after the president has made it a national emergency, yeah, so overnight. If Trump rescinded that executive order and said, you know what? There's not a national emergency. Uh, you look at the death stats, which is true, compared to a year ago. You look at the total amount of people that have died. It's about the same or less. No, no national emergency. Have a good day. He could end it just like he declared a state of emergency in it immediately. He could rescind it in, in, in immediately. And, again, that would stop it dead cold. Dead cold in a lot of states like Montana. The governors then could no longer act like dictators. Trump, Trump's on their side. Okay, if if Biden won, mark my words here. Okay, Just let me roll with this. If Biden, if they let Biden win, obviously I don't think they're going to. If they let Biden win, the so-called right would be galvanized. They would be empowered. They'd be reinvigorated. They'd be united, and then you would immediately see millions of people uh, uh, peacefully protesting to end this. You'd meet you'd immediately see massive, not sporadic, massive non resistance from coast to coast. Massive now a lot of people in in states like California that are Democratic, you've had you know, they've they they've basically been very draconian and you've had a lot of pushback. I've talked before about John MacArthur you know, accompli- one of the best, one of the most accomplished and blessed, really uh, expository preachers, verse by verse preachers in the 20th century, John MacArthur, and his Grace Community Church, his elders. At first they submitted to the tyranny, and then, yeah, you know, they realized, they repented. They realized, hey, this is never gonna, end. there's no end in sight. God commands us to worship, and they did. And there's a lot of big churches in California that are meeting, which is awesome. There's one, there's one Calvary Chapel, I can't remember. There's another fundamental Baptist church, a couple of thousand people, and yeah, you know, they're meeting. But the point is, if the president was democratic, you would immediately see massive resistance grow against the tyranny. Now, some people that believe that the Democrats and Republicans aren't on the same side, they'll fear monger They'll say, "Oh, but what Biden can do in two years? Okay, let him do whatever he wants in two years." Okay, aside aside from the fact that Democrats will not are not going to control the House and the Senate. Far from that. But even if they did, and they're not. Check this out. In two years, okay. In two years, every seat in the House the federal House of Representatives is up for grabs. And a third of the seat, seats in the US Senate is up for grabs. The backlash against Biden would be astronomical. And again, I believe the the parties are the same, but the people are using manipulated and they would become more militant in pushing this uh, as far as people Running for office, and there's things you could do to, you know, make people more honest when they run. You can make them sign, based upon state law, you can make them sign affidavits that would basically mean they're, they're going to personally get sued if they don't do what they say they're going to do. All right. So for those two reasons, they need Trump to prevail. They want to rip the country apart. That doesn't happen if uh, if Biden wins. On the contrary, the country becomes stronger because then you'll see massive resistance from independence, and especially people on the right against the lockdowns and the other extra-constitutional things, the way they're destroying our liberty. But you don't have that with Trump. Whether you believe in Q, which is a complete CIA psyop for whatever reason, whether you believe Alex Jones, who's become an idiot, whether you believe Mike Adams, or look at some of his stuff, all these people are making money, they jumped on the Trump train. And they're all saying, you know, Trump's really on the side of the people, but, you know, he's he's playing multiple multi level multi level chess, you know, he's his hands are tied, yeah. You know, it's like yeah, you know, he doesn't control his own administration. He, Trump has no problem firing people if you don't realize that. Alright, he has no problem firing people. So why uh why has nothing been done uh to prosecute Hillary? Remember? Lock her up, lock her up. No nah, nah, after Trump got elected. His clans are pretty nice people. Other people have gone to prison over one yeah, you know, one illegal email. You know, she had boatloads, and people at work for her had boatloads. No one was charged, much less, much less uh, indicted, more, much less, uh, much less convicted. No one was in, No one was even indicted, much less convicted of any crimes. And there were multitudes. Not to mention all the dirty money tied to the to the Clinton Foundation. Not Trump. Trump is a fraud. You know, Trump is a liar. If you push me in a corner and you you said, okay, are you saying he's just as bad as Biden? I'd say no, of course not, because Trump at least doesn't have dementia. But the point is, the agenda is the same. The agenda is to destroy our freedom. The agenda is the fourth industrial revolution. The agenda is the Great Reset. The the agenda is United Nations Agenda 21 or Agenda 2030. They want us in subcompact cities. They don't want people driving cars. They want people impoverished. Again, they want us in subcompact cities, so we can't move. Easier control. Uh, they get their 5G network thrown out, out there, which is not only destroying our health, but that's going to na- enable all their wireless, all the Internet of Things everywhere. Okay, especially driverless cars, which they desperately want. So within a generation, you see, you're going to see that flip. Cars will be built. That they're all. I believe they're all autonomous now. Owners, I think. All the new cars, I can't prove it, but just having been driven one or two, all the new cars, I think, could be flipped at a switch. They could go completely autonomous, but they don't want to do that yet. So what's going to happen? They're going to roll it out, and they'll say for a while, well, yeah, you can still drive yourself, but you're going to pay more insurance. So probably within 20 30 years, I don't know how many people will be left in the States so they want to kill most of us, but you're going to see most people are going to forget how to drive. Because you know, just like what happened when calculators years ago got got popular, people forgot how to do long math. They got dependent upon the technology. And the use of a calculator isn't as dangerous as the ability to drive. Because if you, if you can't freely move, uh, are you free? And I think you know the answer is no. And that's part of the COVID restrictions. That that's part of the medical martial law police state. So it's travel restrictions it's already there with, with with planes, even though. You have the American with Disability Act, American with Disabilities Act, and even though you have HIPAA, Health Insurance uh, Protection and Portability, even though you have those on the books, planes are saying, airlines are saying, you know, you need mass to to fly. So obviously they selectively enforce their laws, but uh, just because they do it does not make it legal. They need Trump. uh, They need Trump to win. Because that divides the country further, and uh, they want the cities to burn so they get the troops out there that so declare martial law to right galvanized I said, I want the people then, Galvin, I said, I think there'd be a lot of people that even don't swing Republican that would then join the resistance against, uh, against the tyranny if Biden was elected because they know it's killing small businesses. But right now, the illusion on the right is Trump's really fighting it. Trump's really fighting it. How could uh, how could Trump how could Trump possibly do it? Uh, how could he how could he possibly do it? How how would he stay in office? Okay, lots have been going on. What it comes down to is this: this is this is the long and short of it. And I'll I'll we'll de- we'll dive a little bit deeper so you can see the math on this, how it's real, how I believe it will happen. Some states have certified their votes. Okay, uh, you need 200. You need the number to win is 270 electoral votes. To send the electoral votes binds there. However, if a court, either at the state level or the federal level, would invalidate, would invalidate, would declare that those states, the certification of those electoral votes of those states was not valid, then it comes into play. Okay? And some lawsuits. There's a bunch of lawsuits. I'm not going to uh, look at all of them. There's so many. Some have gone shot down, but not all of them have. Like I said, all Trump needs to do – not him personally – but all the New World Order has to do to prevent Biden from – this is what they want, and this, this is all theater, this is what they want. All they have, all that's necessary for Trump to win is to simply invalidate X number of electoral votes to keep Biden under 270 and then flip them to him. You say easier said than done. Well, it's, it's happened before. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read, uh, read from a piece. It was in zero hedge, uh, <clears throat> and let me see. I'll skip the zero hedge piece. Thomas Jefferson, incidentally, in 1800, got in th- through basically throwing the electoral college votes into the House of Representatives. Okay, I'm going to quote from a piece in the Critic. Co. Uk. Donald Trump's Likeliest path to staying in power. This was from back in November. Lots happened since then, but this lays is a good groundwork piece already part of. Another scenario, however, lies in the recesses of the American Constitution, which they should have called the U.S. Constitution. A significant part of Trump's legal strategy is oriented towards toward preventing crucial states from certifying results that would be averse to him. All states require vote certification before electors are dispatched. Two states, Maine and Nebraska, allow states or or electors to be split in their support of candidates, but neither is among the states in contention. If Trump can throw sufficient dirt on the electoral process to convince the courts to issue injunctions against certification in just enough enough states, neither candidate would win the majority of 270 electoral votes needed to triumph in the Electoral College. In that scenario, Article two of the U.S. Constitution, as modified by the 12th Amendment, provides for a contingent election in which the president is chosen by the House of Representatives from among the top three electoral vote winners, while the vice president is chosen by the Senate. Recall that the electoral voting for president and vice president are separate. A contingent election provides for the vice president to be elected by a simple majority of votes cast by individual senators. With the Republican Senate majority in the current Congress, Mike Pence would presumably win re-election as vice president. And if they wanted to up the ante and if they wanted to create more drama, I could see a couple of Republicans like uh, Willard Mitt Romney affecting, so to speak, uh, to vote for Kamala Harris. And Mike, Mike, Mike Pence then, being vice president, sitting vice president, could cast his, the deciding vote for himself. And that would further throw fuel on the emotional fire over a Coke versus Pepsi election. In any case, Mike Pence would presumably win re-election as vice president in the bigger contest. However, the House's vote for president is not by individual ballot, mind you, but rather by state delegation and block. That means that all the representatives from each state would cast one collective vote for president. In the current Congress, 26 of the 50 state delegations are majority Republican. Assuming they deliver strict party-line votes, Trump would win the contingent election and be constitutionally re-elected. The procedure is obscure but not unprecedented in choosing American presidents. Thomas Jefferson was elected president in a contingent election in 1801, when the the electoral vote in the previous year's election resulted in a tie between him and incumbent President John Adams. In 1825, Adams son John Quincy Adams also won the presidency in a contingent election, in which four candidates split the electoral college vote that resulted from the election of 1824. The younger Adams prevailed over Andrew Jackson, who had won large pluralities in both the popular and electoral votes. Neither of the losers in those elections were happy, but the winners' presidencies, though controversial in other ways, were untarnished by the circumstances of their elections firmly founded as they were in constitutional law. In 1836, a third contingent election took place. When all of Virginia's electors denied to vote, declined, declined to vote for miller Tim Waller's unpopular vice presidential running mate, Richard Mentor Johnson, depriving Johnson of an electoral college majority in the vice presidential vote, the constitutionally required center vote was duly held and elected Johnson contingently, again with no ill effect on his valid, if, obscu- if obscure, tenure. Times have changed since then in explaining this procedure to the average American. So today, a large percentage of whom have no idea what the Electoral College is or does disapprove of it It Disapprove of it, if they do, and would rather tear down a statue of Jefferson and learn about how he was elected president, will add layers of confusion and strife in an already tortured election year. It is, of course, only one possible way in which the brewing crisis could be resolved, but no matter which candidate ultimately prevails, half the country will be absolutely convinced that the 2020 presidential, presidential election was stolen. A contingent election, however, would provide at least a patina of respectable constitutionalism. Now, mind you, there is fraud. They they made it blatant this time with Trump. Uh, I knew it was going to be multiple states. I mentioned the uh, Transition Integrity Project. That was similar to Event 201, if you know what that is, Event 201, was a tabletop exercise where they basically simulated what happened after COVID-19 broke out a few months beforehand. And it was over a coronavirus, too. And then when they got called over it being all predictive, they said, oh, no, 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 the, the no. Uh, the coronavirus that was simulated in Event 201 was a different coronavirus. <laughs> in, in the Transition Integrity Project, you had high-level Democrats uh, working with high-level Republicans, and they ran four scenarios. Things like, what would happen if Trump, uh, if Biden won, but Trump refused to leave office and Biden refused to concede? They had four different scenarios, and this is what they want again. They want the cash, They want the country to be ripped apart. Alan Dershowitz, uh, that, was, uh, that was Epstein's friend, Epstein's buddy he had a couple of videos. There's one I couldn't find. Actually, the one I looked for one on YouTube, I had saved the link, and it didn't surprise me. It was gone. But Dershowitz basically rehearsed what I read from that article, that if you have a contingent election, if it goes to the House, then Trump would prevail. Now, Dershowitz says you know, he's a media whore, and he's probably a literal whore, since, again, he was uh, he was buddies with Epstein, but uh, yeah, basically wor- worse than a whore, in that you know, he was a pedophile, most likely. But in any case, uh, Dershowitz has walked this back. Alan Dershowitz, he's been interviewed easily two or three times about this in a couple of places. He walked it back. The, the piece I had early on, he said, if it goes to the House, Trump wins. And since then, he's walked it back and he's he's qualified it a bit as far as the other things. There there couldn't be any faithless, faithless electors, in other words, electors that didn't vote the way they should. But again, if it gets thrown in the House, that all that all means nothing. There was faith, faithless electors. Some states, like North Carolina, where I live, by law, whoever the electors have to vote to reflect the popular vote. In other states, they don't. Happened a couple of years ago. This guy I knew casually uh, moved from North Carolina to Texas, and he was a faithless elector. Uh, he <laughs> he voted he voted for uh, Ron Paul. Uh, what year was that? What year was that? Uh, guess, you know, it was four. I think it was four years ago. It's just another four years. When Trump won, he cast his vote for Ron Paul, who's a faithless elector. But in any case, it's not going to get to – I think we're beyond that because if, once again, whether it's state, whether it's uh, state lawsuits or federal lawsuits that will – ultimately the Supreme Court, it could easily happen now. Uh, If that – all they have to do again is just challenge enough states the certification to keep Biden on the 270, then it gets thrown to the House and the Senate. It really, is that simple? But Durch, again, he's walked it back, but he basically, he's essentially said the same type of thing. He said the same type of thing that uh, Trump could get. Trump first he said Trump would get in, and then, yeah, then he made it more uh, he made it more palatable. He said, you know, it it it, it could happen. It could happen. Uh, Ah, uh, let's see. If I get a Dershowitz video or another quote. Here's a quote. He thought. Dershowitz said if he can keep Trump, the Biden count below 270, then the matter goes to the House of Representatives, where, of course, there's a Republican majority among the delegation of states, and you vote by state if it goes to the House. He's trying to follow the playbook of three elections in the 19th century, which I already mentioned. Dershowitz knows the number of things would have to align perfectly for Trump to win under that circumstance. You need a perfect storm for it to work. Dershowitz didn't say that, incidentally, about a month ago. You need to get enough states, enough state attorney general or state departments or whoever, secretary of state or governor is a Republican that legitimately refuse to certify the results. See, I'm not saying that. I'm basically saying could get certified, and then a federal or a Supreme Court could easily throw it out. Right now, if you followed Texas started. Texas applied. Uh, Texas filed a lawsuit. If I pull that up on Zero Hedge, Texas uh, pulled, pulled, uh, started a lawsuit. And I think a fourth of the U.S. states have jumped on that. Uh, all right. Now it looks like Supreme Court has dumped that. Let's see. Supreme Court talks, tosses Texas bid to overturn the election. All right. The Supreme Court on Friday tossed a last-minute bid by the state of Texas to overturn the 2020 election by challenging the results of four battleground states. Citing a lack of standing, Justice Samuel Lito wrote in a brief order that the state has not demonstrated judicially co- cognizable interest in the manner in which another state conducts its selections. All other pending motions are dismissed as moot. In doing so, the justices shut down a long-shot bid for Texas to challenge Biden's win for, 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 for to challenge Biden Biden's win in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, and, and Wisconsin, which was joined by 17 other states and over 100 House Republicans. So, that's been thrown out. That has been thrown out. Interesting. So, well, there's still time. I mean, there could there could be an old lawsuit. Uh, they could get the again. They could have lower they get a lower court look at it if it's going on depending upon who files. This is so many lawsuits. Again, you just need enough enough lawsuits to prevent Biden that two hundred and seventy those two hundred and seventy electoral votes from adding up. That's that's all you need to happen. So that's very interesting. So at this point, Supreme Court isn't intervening. However, again, they want to do this in the eleventh hour. They want to do this as late as possible to further rip the country apart. The longer they wait if I am correct, okay, and I'll admit, obviously my analysis, my analysis could be wrong, but if I am correct and Trump is going to, to prevail, if they want to juice this for, for as much as possible, if they want to cause the most chaos, if they want the most division, they would wait as long as possible to, uh, to basically play their cards to make sure Trump, uh, Trump did prevail. That's what That's what they would do. Now again, the fraud is There's been fraud for years. You could go back to uh, the first time, well, the only time John F. Kennedy won uh, in at least one state that could have flipped it to Nixon. They proved there was fraud in that state. I still go back to four years ago. I can't prove it. But with Hillary Clinton winning the vast majority of popular votes, all you had to do was flip a few of those background states, and then Trump won. The thing that that's extremely disturbing on this is what you're hearing hearing from the so-called right. Uh, I'm going to read a few headlines here. Roger Stone to Alice Jones. Stone, incidentally, was a longtime Trump friend and advisor, a longtime Republican operative. Al, Roger Stone to Alice Jones. To avoid losing the election, Trump must declare martial law. And this is the Alice Jones who, for years, yeah, warned about martial law in the police state, made four police state videos. Uh <laughs> That's uh that that was said by then. Attorney Lynn Wood says president should take action to correct controversial election results. We the people convention an organization calls on Trump to invoke limited martial law. Limited martial law incidentally is like limited pregnancy. But we the people convention calls on Trump to invoke limited martial law to have military conduct a national revote. I don't remember reading in the Constitution how you could have the military conduct a national revote. I, I, I didn't I missed that in the Constitution. Uh, Election rhetoric from some big time. This is hot air headline, hot air dot Election rhetoric from some big time, from some big name Trumpers starting to turn sinister. Update: White House slams DeGeneva, De a Genova, former federal federal prosecutor, was talking about basically, yeah, uh, you know, having someone executed. I don't. I think he said drawn, drawn and quartered. Uh, there's a lot of those stories out there and again if you are familiar or if you do research with the transition integrity project they had they had essentially game planned all that saying that one one scenario would be Trump would refuse to to leave and then declare martial law what if and here's 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 another here's another scenario okay apart from the coke versus pepsi let's say between now and the inauguration uh and this time, instead of being uh, nothing and just being just scaring people, you do actually see there's tangible proof that something is released that starts to kill people all over the country. What if, what if we have a, sol- a solar flare that causes an EMP, an electromagnetic pulse, and the power grid, the power grids, at best of my knowledge in the states, is divided into three sections. Let's say a third or two thirds of the country then lose power or if those things happen. What if a briefcase nuke goes off in Chicago two days before Biden is supposed to be inaugurated? Okay. There's a lot of ways that Trump could declare national, that he could declare martial law. If he did it, if he did it to have another election, obviously that would be uh, – that would be, what's the best word I could use? Uh, ridiculous. That would be ludicrous. Uh, that would be baseless. But that doesn't mean he could do it. I mean, think about what President Lincoln did. President Lincoln invaded his own country. He used the Insurrection Act, and other people have called on Trump to use the Insurrection Act. I think it's been used 12 times through his history. Uh, no one. There was no insurrection against Lincoln. Some states just wanted to leave, which was was and is in the federal constitution. The Federal constitution says when you join, uh, it doesn't say you can never leave. That's why when, uh, when the when the Union forces won, the first thing they did uh, when they when Union forces Union troops surrounded the state house in Raleigh and every other Confederate capital, and at gunpoint they made states including North Carolina change their constitution to prevent them from seceding. In other words, from ever leaving the union. Now, that begs the question, if the federal constitution prevented a state from leaving, why would you have to amend the state constitutions? And the answer is obvious, because there was and there's nothing in the state constitution that says state could leave. The point of the history is that on a constitutional basis, Lincoln was a filthy dictator. You could also make the constitutional argument. Jefferson Davis, who was the president of the Confederate States of America, demanded a trial after the Union forces largely aided and abetted by uh, European mercenaries after they destroyed the South. Uh, Jefferson Davis demanded a trial. He never got it. Lincoln never put Jefferson Davis on trial. Why? Because Jefferson Davis could have easily demonstrated in a court of law there was nothing illegal, there was nothing in the Constitution that said a state could not leave. Period. I'm saying all this to say back then when people knew far more about the Constitution and history, you still had people under mind control in the north that followed Lincoln. Now, if Trump declared martial law to rip the country apart, would some people follow? Of course, because they made the fraud so blatant. They made the fraud so so in-your-face, so astronomically ridiculous. They made the fraud so blatantly obvious in a number of states, that you know, a lot of people would say, okay, well, you know, it's justified, but it's uh, it's not. Uh, it's it's It would not be justified. But you, you do have many, many people on the right that are calling for people, uh, that are calling for Trump to declare martial law. There's another piece I want to talk, I want to mention along those lines. And let me see if I can pull it up. From Natural News... Um, that's Newsmax where's my natural news piece okay I may have to go back to the website itself all right we'll just pull her up here give me a moment Mike Adams, I give you some background on Mike the Health Ranger. He's done great stuff over the years uh, on <laughs> uh, natural healing, alternative health, exposing big pharma, exposing uh, the dangers of allopathic medicine, and particularly using drugs because every every pharmaceutical drug uh, only treats the symptoms and has side effects, with the exception of antibiotic, which also then kills the good bacteria. Now, I would say never use an antibiotic. I would say this when you overuse them, that's why we have a lot of problems. Uh, that's why we have a lot of problems. Situation update this is on naturalnews.com, December 11th. DOD, Department of Intelligence, defangs the CIA. 305th Intel approves foreign interference. SCOTUS maneuvers. Okay. Uh, a coup is taking place in front of our eyes, and the public can't take this anymore. All right. Now this is where it gets really really bad. I'm all for exposing exposing corruption in uh, in the electoral process because that could be fixed. Of course, they do not want not the party wants it fixed. Right? They want a corrupt system. They want to put in power wherever they want, and they want the people out of each other's throats, particularly when both parties have the same agenda. But in any case. This is where you see the stuff I'm about to quote from Mike Adams. He's been saying this stuff at least for weeks, if not months. More than anyone else, Trump knows the escalation is nearly here, and he's preparing DOD, special forces, and American patriots for the final battle. He has that quote, where he means It will determine the future of this constitutional republic. Listen to my situation update here and read the full detailed story below, which outlines the current scenarios involving SCOTUS, the Insurrection Act, the DOD, China, and more. I'm not going to play any of it. Case said, Spider is the expert cyber security witness trained by the 305th Military Intelligence Battalion. Yesterday, military intelligence analyst Jeffrey Prather dropped a bombshell during his live broadcast. A military intelligence analyst code named Spider has filed a sworn statement in a lawsuit handled by attorney Sidney Powell. This sworn evidence was accepted by the court on November 25th, and the same evidence is likely already being submitted to SCOTUS for the Texas lawsuit case which claims irregularities took place in the swing states. Now we know. Scotus threw that out. Uh, The document is one of many bomb shows, including a Moab mother of all bombs will be dropped onto the bench of Scotus in the days ahead. Now, the Scotus thing, and again Dominion, it was, uh, like I said, the fraud the fraud is I I, I don't think can be contested. The Supreme Court, though, is looking at it. Uh, They want it. They want to drag this out. The Supreme Court has said at this point again, they're not looking at it. Uh, they said they're not looking at it, but they keep on pushing the idea of martial law. Trump would have to declare martial law. In my opinion, I thought Trump it would it's going to go to the House and Trump would declare martial law after after he's in constitutionally in the House to put down the. the you, to basically restore order as the country gets ripped apart. However, maybe they will go for broke, and maybe will Trump will declare the Insurrection Act to stay in power. I don't know. I don't know. Once again, I can't see Biden staying. I can't see Biden remaining. I can't see them letting Biden win. It makes no sense. If they wanted a Democrat in, it would have been a younger guy that was smooth, could talk on his feet, articulate like Barack Hussein Obama, a.k.a. Barry Satoru, Barack Hussein Obama, who's bi- who's bisexual, if not homosexual. And you'd have an older operator running things. This doesn't fit. Biden has dementia, and Kamala Harris hasn't paid her dues. Don't see it happening, but we'll see. I do hope Biden wins. Of course, I wouldn't vote for – I didn't vote for him. <laughs> I didn't vote for Trump. I told you I voted for the Constitution Party candidate for president, whoever that was, and they didn't matter as a protest vote. But if Biden wins, I don't see the country getting ripped apart, and I do see the right galvanized, and I do see far more opposition to the COVID police state. But you will see. You know what I think. Uh, if, uh, if you're a believer, ultimately – our hope uh, our is in heaven. It's not here. We're in the world, but not of it. If you're not a believer, uh, all this is uh, it's interesting, but uh, there's no ultimate salvation in any political or social system. It's only through personal faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible makes it very clear, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The only way the only way to be right with God is through trusting Christ, realizing you're a sinner, and trusting what Christ, that Christ died in your place. He died and rose from the dead, proving he was God in the flesh. He who was sinless died for us who were sinners. You trust him, then you have eternal life. Now, you will go to heaven. You've been listening to the KRP radio show, Keeping It Real with Pudgy Miller. I'm your guest host, Rocco P. Thank you for listening. Thank you again to Pudgy Miller for giving me the use of his platform. Uh, thank you for listening. I do think I will probably be back in this month, but, uh, we shall see. Take care. K-R-R-P Radio!